This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Blackened Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Blackened. Hey, kiddies. Joker here. Just wanted to let you know that I, the Clown Prince of Crime, and the Jack of All Nerds show, love the Elijah Bailey show. You should listen to it all the time. Isn't that right, Batsy? <laughs> Sorry, he's all tied up at the moment. Thanks for downloading The Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com. And here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. Email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. What is up? And three, two, one. Welcome back to Oklahoma's favorite podcast, The Elijah Bailey Show. And today we are back. We're celebrating Pride here on The Elijah Bailey Show, along with Marvel DC Comics, as we talk about all the comics that are dropping this month uh, for the month of June. Now, I say June because by the time this episode comes out, if you're watching live, uh, it will be June. Uh, it is going to release on Thursday. Today is the 30th. Uh, so if you want to watch the show live, you can join at twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000 or Facebook gaming a or at EJB gaming um, every Sunday at 430. But if you cannot make it on Sundays, the show drops every Thursday everywhere, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Um, uh, Podcast Addict, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere. And you can listen to it every Thursday. Um, let's go ahead and get into this. Let's turn, like, you guys don't hear the music. I still got the music going on over here. I love that Mario theme. It's just nice. It's always nice to hear a little Mario. You know what I mean? And I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy right now. Uh, how have you guys been? Thank you guys. Everybody that has been following, everybody that has subscribed to the channel, thank you so much. Uh, that all helps uh, keep getting you the podcast for free, making the podcast better. Uh, we can get better equipment. As you can see, the lighting is still different than it had been. That's because I broke my ring light, so I am trying to get another one. So if you're on Facebook Gaming right now, uh, you're watching the stream live. Uh, and if you want to help support the show, you can donate stars. There is a star goal. We're going for 5,000 stars. Uh, that should help take a big chunk out of some of the, the lights I'm going to be getting. But if not, you can also go to twitch.tv and click on the donate button there. And it'll take you to a place where you can donate the cash app, whatever. But today's episode is a comics episode. And I'm going to move this over here just for me. This will make it better for me. 
Um, and as always, as always, I got to give you the comment recommendations for this month. Now, there's a lot of comics that are coming out. This is it's so amazing right now. I've read so many things. And as usual, you guys know how I feel about Image and Dark Horse comics. They have, especially Image has some really, really creative shit. So today, as I go through comics, you guys will uh, see what I mean when we talk about some of these titles coming out. So let's go ahead and ju uh, jump into our June comic book releases. And starting off with Marvel Comics, we have Marvel Voices Pride issue number one. So Marvel celebrates the LGBTQ plus characters and creators with a rainbow powered special. Marvel Comics is proud to present its first ever queer centered anthology ring in Pride Month with an amazing assembly of writers and artists from all walks of life. Uh, Wiccan and Hulkling, Iceman, Mystique and Destiny, Karma, Akihiro, Nico Minoro, and uh, Carolina Dean celebrate these and so many more legendary characters from across Marvel's archive. New and fan favorite creators tell their pride stories, stories of inspiration and empowerment, stories that uh, illustrate the world outside of your window in a full color. Plus, some of Marvel's biggest LGBTQ plus moments get a special reprinting. Don't miss an exhilarating new chapter in Marvel history. 88 page banger one shot rated T plus $9.99 coming out in June. Uh, and I'd love, I'd love this artwork. Uh, and it's very simple. Uh, I love her hair too. If you can do good curls or, uh, different designs with hair it always captures me i'm actually looking for an artist for one of my deals but i love how this looks so marvel's voices pride issue number one is first on our list next we jump over and i know we haven't talked about this in a minute gamma flight this is issue number one of five uh art uh by lon medina and then written by al hewing and crystal frazier covered by linnell frazier you Ga uh, Gamma Flight had one job, find and stop the Hulk. But when push came to shove, they sided with the green Goliath and the human world intends to make them regret it. Puck, Absorbing Man, Titania, Doc Sa uh, Sasquatch, Dr. Charlene McGowan, and a horribly changed Rick Jones are fugitives from every known authority. But a team that full of Gamma is bound to break before long. Al Ewing, Crystal Fraser, and Lon Medea mastermind a whole new world of Gamma. This is a 32-page banger rated T plus $3.99. And we're going to keep it going. Because this is Pride Month, I wanted to give you the Pride titles that are coming out. So instead of just two issues, I'm giving you three Marvel issues to check out. Let's dive into the United States of Captain America issue one of five. Written by Christopher Cantwell and Josh Tarullo, uh, art by Dale uh, Eaglesham and John Bazalda, covered by Alex Ross. The shield has been stolen. No one understands the value of those uh, of that shield like those who have wielded it. So Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson set out on the road trip across America to chase down the thief. But instead, they find the captains, everyday people from walks of life, from all walks of life, who have taken up the mantle of Captain America to defend their communities. And for some reason, the shield thief wants them all dead. Can Sam and Steve get to them first? Christopher Cantwell and Dell Engelshield. 
Inglesham lead a can't-miss uh, miniseries to celebrate Captain America's 80th anniversary, joined by a rotating series of uh, creative teams to tell the stories of each new captain, starting with uh, Aaron Fisher, the Captain America of the Railways, brought to life by Josh Rulo and John Bazalda. Forty. Uh, this is a 40-page banger rated T plus $4.99, and that's going to round out the Marvel comics that I recommend that you pick up first. But they are slated with a shit ton of comics that are amazing and look beautiful. So make sure to check them out. Let's go ahead and head over to DC Comics with DC's Pride title. So DC Pride issue number one. This goes on sale June 8th. This is $9.99. This is an 80-page banger. This is from their Prestige line at DC. DC celebrates Pride Month with nine all-new stories starring fan-favorite LGBTQIA plus characters. Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Midnighter, uh, Externo, Batwoman, Aqualad, Alan Scott, Obsidian, Future State Flash, Renee Montoya, Pied Piper, and many more. This anthology will also feature... The thrilling introduction of the new hero, Dreamer, in the DCU as seen on the CW Supergirl, which I have... I haven't seen. I, I, I jumped off of that. I need to jump back on. Uh, a pinup gallery with art by Travis Moore, Chris Akana, Kevin Wada, Sophie Campbell, Nick Robles, and more. And then six exciting new profiles of DC TV's LGBTQIA plus characters and the actors who play them. So that is your very first title. This is DC's Pride. And I love this art of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, which, if you haven't heard, Margot Robbie has been lobbying for them to make Harley Quinn queer and bring in Poison Ivy and tell that aspect of the story. And they have yet to do it, so we'll see if it comes later on in the future. But let's continue DC's journey this month in June with Crush and Lobo issue number one. Uh, <clears throat> written by Markio Tamaki, art by uh, Amenico Najalpan, Nahalpan? And then covered by Chris Anaka. Pride, and there's a Pride Cockstover variant by uh, Yoshi Yoshitani, which is $4.99. And there's going to be another variant covered by Christian Ward, which will be $4.99 as well that you can pick up. But in uh, in case anyone was wondering, Crush is doing just fine, actually. she uh, Sure, she recently walked away from her classmates at the Roy Harper Titans Academy and effectively quit being a teen titan in a blaze of glory and okay her relationship with her too good to be true girlfriend cake is kind of on the rocks. I know, it's, it's, it's saddening, Kylo. Uh, if you want to get all technical about it. Uh, oh, and she recently found out that Lobo's in space jail, but that's cool because he's the worst. Okay, maybe Crush has some stuff, but that doesn't mean she's going to do anything about it. Like, actually go to space and confront her dad and all her problems because everything is fine, right? This is going to dive into the story of Crush and her relationship with her dad, Lobo, as they travel across the galaxy in a heart-to-heart -heart, uh, felt buddy cop comedy so uh be sure to pick this one up this is dc comics and then last but not least this one caught me by surprise because you don't really see dc putting out too you know many dark things but this is from dc's black label three dollars 99 cents this is a 32 page banger uh ages 17 plus this is one of 12 uh this will drop on the first of june so by the time this episode comes out it'll already be out written by james uh 
Tanyan the Fourth, and art by Alvarar um, Bueno. Everyone who has uh, in everyone who was invited into the house knows Walter. Well, they know him a little anyway. Some met him in childhood, some met him months ago, and Walter's always been a little, you know, off. But after the hardest year of their lives, nobody was going to turn down Walter's invitation to an astonishing, beautiful house in the woods overlooking an enormous uh, Slavin lake. It's beautiful. It's opulent. It's private. So a week of uh, putting up with Walter's weird little schemes and nicknames in exchange for a vacation of a little uh, lifetime? Why not? All of them were at that moment in their lives when they could feel themselves pulling away from their other friends. Wouldn't a chance to reconnect be nice? So this is going to dive into a teleconnection. There's an anime, and I can't remember it now. Uh, it was right after I watched Civil Servant. What was it called? It was it was it was weird because they all had a trauma, an incident happened to them, and they could all feel each other's pain. Like somebody basically kidnapped them, messed with their synopsis, they could feel each other's pain, and it made them connect in a way that was different. So it seems like, and the the cover right here with all them bones and shit, I, I think everybody's skeletons are coming out of the closet with this one. But that is going to end it for DC Comics. Let's head over to this one. Image Comics puts out Siphon, issue number one of three. Now, this is so interesting. I told you, Image Comics always keeps me intrigued. They're, I always look forward to what they have coming out each month. Uh, this one will drop, uh, actually... It got pushed. It was June. This is now going to be a July title. So we're going to keep this one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about it, but we're going to keep this one for next month as well because it looks like it's going to, at the earliest, July 21st. This will be a 32-page banger, uh, $3.99, art and cover by Jeff Edwards and John Calzitz. It's written by Patrick Meany and Moh- uh, Mohsin Ashraf. So when a fast-living EMT is entrusted with the power to sense and siphon pain from others, Silas is presented with a new purpose, to ease the misery of those around him. But the more he uses this gift, the more it curses him with carrying the burdens of others' pain. And it soon attracts the attention of a mysterious force who's... yeah, a mysterious force who's covet the power for themselves, forcing Silas to decide whether he will continue his mission or revert to his old ways. So I want to know what his old ways were if he gets this power and wants to immediately help people. What is he what is he trying to compensate for? What does he feel guilty for? Or has this always been his nature? So to take the pain from others, I, I've talked about this before, whether we're talking One Piece or... You know, just like Rogue being able to take people's abilities, but also some of their pain, some of their grief, some of their memories. It it is crazy. And last but not least, Dark Horse Comics for this month. You guys need to check this out. We're the Worst Dudes, issue number one of five, written by Aubrey Sitterson and the art and cover art by Tony Gregory. Uh, the book's so dirty, it'll turn your other comics yellow. A dirty cop, a drugged-up backup dancer, and a <laughs> angsty adolescent god. The absolute worst dudes in the galaxy are on a raunch-filled hunt for a missing pop star. It's a hilariously, aggressively weird, willingly vulgar detective story from notes, uh, reparates of Aubrey Sitterson's No One's Left 
uh, yeah, no one's left to fight the comic book story of the professional wrestling and Tony Gregory of Deuce of the Hearts and Karma Police. So this will drop in the middle of June. Look for the worst dudes from Dark Horse Comics. I think there was like two other ones I was really, really excited about. Um, but again, go to darkhorse.com, go to image, check out uh, the comics that are dropping all this month and uh, when you should pick them up. And before we end the June releases, we have DC Comics reveals titles for uh, free comic book day. So let's go ahead and take a look at <coughs> this. Um, DC Comics has revealed its offering for free comic book day in 2021. DC will publish four free comics uh, aimed at a different age demographic for uh, participating comic book stories to give away during this year's later than usual free comic book day event for adult adults. DC is offering two books, the 32 page Batman as the dark Knight of the upcoming. I am Batman series. And then we also have another 32 uh, special edition of the suicide squad FBCD special edition. I will focus on King Shark and leading into the upcoming Suicide Squad Get Joker storyline that will run in the new Suicide Squad limited series. Um, <clears throat> so the that let's go back to Batman real quick. So the Batman creative team at at Glad award winning writer James Tyen the fourth from Detective Comics and George from Justice League take their epic run. Uh, to the next level, Gotham City is on the brink of a violent evolutionary path as the danger level to Batman <clears throat> and his allies reaches a fever pitch. The magistrate now have full support from the mayor to handle high-level law enforcement in Gotham and branded the Dark Knight as public enemy number one. Plus, the Scarecrow has his own terrifying agenda as he launches his master plan in chaos. Uh, in the chaos, the f this is the first look of the epic Fierce State event that will run across Batman titles beginning this fall. Uh, the new Dark Knight, Jace Fox, has arrived uh, in a sneak peek of the upcoming I Am Batman series written by Oscar winner uh, John R uh, Ridley, the uh, other history of the DC Universe. While stunning art from Travel Foreman, who did the next Batman Second Son, fans will get a taste of the blockbuster storyline starring the newest Cape Crusader in the 32-page FCBC special. Uh, and now let's go and let's talk about King Shark for the Suicide Squad. So... Just in time for the Suicide Squad movie, written and directed by James Gunn, was look fucking amazing. Releasing in theaters and HBO Max on August 6th with this uh, incredible special edition that features the world's deadliest villains. Discover more about the breakout character uh, from Task Force X in the original Suicide Squad, King Shark Story, written by New York Times bestseller Tim Seeley, uh, who also wrote Nightwing, and illustrated by award-winning artist Scott Collins from The Flash. The 32-page issue uh, also includes a preview of the sensational Suicide Squad Get Joker limited series written by Brian Azarlo from Batman Damned and artist Alex Malvi from, uh, from Checkmate. And incarcerated and angry Red Hood receives a chance at freedom from Amanda Waller. All the former Boar Wonder needs to do is gain his freedom, is lead the Suicide Squad in uh, on a mission to terminate the Joker. Paired up with Harley Quinn and Gotham City killers such as Firefly, Killer Clock, 
uh, Killer Croc. He doesn't care if any of them come back alive as long as the Joker dies. Um, let's move on to this one. This one looked really cool as well. We have uh, from uh, Cami Garcia, Gabriel Piccolo. We have Teen Titans Beast Boy Loves Raven. Um, the writer and artist of the New York Times bestseller Teen Titans Raven. Uh, they continue the Teen Titans series and give readers the romantic meetup they've all been waiting for. It seems like years, but it's only been a few days since Raven Roth recovered her memories, trapped <clears throat> her demon father Trigon in her amulet, and had her heart broken for the first time. Garfield Logan still can't believe he has uh, powers that allow him to change into different animals, but the price of knowing that his parents kept this secret hidden from him just feels too high. Both are seeking answers from the one person who seems to have a uh, have them all figured out, Slade Wilson. Uh, when their paths cross in Nashville, Raven and Gar can't help but feel a connection. Despite the secret they've both tried to hide, <clears throat> it'll take a great amount of trust and courage to overcome the wounds of their past. But can they find acceptance from their darkest parts of themselves or maybe even love? 32-page uh, edition special features. Um, an upcoming graphic novel as well, along with it, uh, which ties into uh, Batman. The full graphic novel will be available digitally digitally on September 28, 2021. Um, so we have two that are coming up. We have Batman and Robin and Howard. And then there's another one that I'll pull up here in a second. Uh, this flipbook style sampler features first looks at the two upcoming all-ages uh, original graphic novels, Batman and Robin and Howard, best-selling author and illustrator Jeffrey Brown, who did Clumsy and Amnesty, Princess of Jim's World, uh, by bestseller, by New York Times bestseller and author Shannon Hale, who did Princess Academy and the Goose Girl, and Dean Hale, who did Rapunzel's Revenge and co-author with the art by uh, Asia Fulmore. To Damian Wayne, there is nothing more important than protecting the streets of Gotham as Robin. <clears throat> but when he makes a critical mistake while out on patrol, Damian finds himself benched. And once more, Damian's dad, Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, decides that starting over in a new school will be just the distraction Damian needs from his superhero routine. Centering uh, or certain that Gotham Metro Academy has nothing to hide and teach Damian, Damian is completely unprepared for the challenges he finds in Howard, the smartest and the most athletic kid in school. The boys' rivalry is in, uh, instantaneous and fierce, and both are sure only one of them can be the best in their class. When we head over to our last comic, uh, Amaya, princess of the house in Jim World, is something of a troublemaker. She and her brother have great fun together until a magical prank goes much too far, and her parents ground them or ground her to earth. They hope <clears throat> a whole week in the mundane world will teach her that magic is a privilege, and maybe washing dishes by hand will help her realize the palace servant should be respected. Three years later. Amy has settled in uh, middle into middle school and ordinary life. She doesn't remember any other life. So, when a prince of the realm brings her home and restores her magical destiny, how will she cope? These uh, both of these will drop on November ninth, or you can pick them up uh, digitally November ninth. But they are releasing here in June. Uh, so that is going to round out everything for your releases in June. 
Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for following, liking. Uh, and let's take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back with episode 265 of The Elijah Bailey Show. It's time for the Summer Festival, and while you're enjoying your good fish games and squid on a stick, make sure you're dressed in style for the occasion. Get your kimonos, yukatas, and accessories from Ye Old Wolf Tailor Shop, where you can buy or rent from our extremely large collection of sizzling summer style. For every problem, there's a solution. If you're in need of a solution for your problem, try the services of GoGo13. Your problem will be taken care of in short order once Gogo takes the case. All right, and we are back. <coughs> so let's dive into this week's... Uh, character of the month so i pulled this one out oh my god there's a lot here uh troy stewart aka tyrock uh tyrock is a character in the dc universe a member of the legion of superheroes in the 30th and 31st century created by writer carrie bates and artist mike grill he first appeared in superboy issue number 216 on april 1976 Oh, my bad. <clears throat> oh, I gotta, I gotta finish waking up. So, uh, April nineteen seventy six. This was a year before Black Lightning, making him one of DC's first black costume superheroes. Now, it goes on to to talk about Jim Shooter, who had been prevented from introducing black characters into the Legion in the nineteen sixties, objected to the characterization of Tyrock. He's like, I always wanted to have a character who was African-American. And years later, when they did that, they did it in the worst possible way. Instead of just in incidentally having a character who happens to be black, they made a big fuss about it. He's a racial, he's a racial separatist. I just found it pathetic and appalling. And according to one of the creators, Mike Grill, who um, co-created Tyrock with Carrie Bates, the character of Tyrock was sort of a sore spot with him. He had previously tried to introduce black characters into the series, but had been prevented by the editor, Murray uh, Blotniff. And he said, I keep uh, I keep getting stalled off. And finally comes Tyrock. They might have just well named him Tyrone. Their explanation for why there were no black people in the Legion was that all the black people had gone to live on an island. It's possible. It's possibly the most racist concept I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it's a segregation, uh, segregationist dream, right? So they named Tyrock and gave him the world's stupidest superpower. Uh, the creator Grill disliked uh, his dislike of Tyrock was strong enough that he deliberately made him look ridiculous, saying, "I gave him a silly costume. It was somewhere between Elvis Las Vegas costume and something uh, you would imagine a pimp on the street corner wearing." Grill noted that physically Tyrock is based on the football player Fred Williamson. Uh, I modeled him someone on Fred the Hammer Williamson, who was a movie star at the time, and gave him this Elvis Presley goes to Las Vegas kind of costume, and that pretty much it. He's like, that was the extent of my contribution to Tyrock. Some writers like uh, longtime Legion uh, scribe Paul 
uh, Levitz claimed that Tyrock's power based uh, upon sound made him too difficult to uh, character to depict in the comic book, even though DC's Black Canary appeared in comics for years, as did Marvel's Banshee. And Tyrock was only Legionnaire introduced uh, prior to 1989 that never appeared during Levitt's initial 15-year run on the Legion. Even the dec- uh, the deceased uh, Pharaoh Lad, Invisible Kid, and Chemical King appeared in the flashback stories. Levitt says this was because he thought Tyrock was just such a stupid character. A sound-based character is, I think, uh, intrinsically futile in the subtle medium. He just never worked for me, so I did my best to dodge him. Despite his initial stance on the character, Levitz announced in a Newsarama interview that Tyrock will be in his new Legion of uh, Superhero series. Tyrock's appearance in the Legion of of Superheroes, Volume 6, Issue Number 2, came in August 2010, making the first time that the character has appeared in an in-continuity title written by Levitz. Fucking crazy. Just to get a black character in, so we have to hold him in high regard. We're telling, even though Tyrock is a parody and a stereotype, Tyrock, we appreciate you for your place in comic book history and promoting other black characters in comic and uh, allowing them to be there. Okay, so this week I wanted to uh, dive into some trailers because of um everything that's been going on like there was stuff that caught me by surprise like both of these caught me by surprise i didn't really know that that we were getting these trailers so let me uh pull this up real quick i gotta see which okay yeah 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 yeah. oh no no let's switch it okay Sorry, sorry, folks. I got, I had, uh, I got some ideas now, so I'm changing my mind mid-show. Okay, so we're gonna pull up these trailers now. We have two trailers. Uh, one, I, I know that everybody's seen because it's been fucking taken over everything. There hasn't been, um, I mean, there's been talk about this since it dropped. We are going to start with the. Uh, the trailer that I am in love with, the trailer that kind of caught me by surprise because I had no back history on it whatsoever. Uh, we're going to go to the Eternals. So let's go ahead and uh, switch over here and dive right in this trailer. So the Eternals, by my understanding and, and my research, are um, a form of humanity. They're not celestials. But they were created by the Celestials. So the Celestials found Earth because Earth, the the species of Earth, their DNA could be compromised in a way to lead their experiment. So the Celestials we've seen in Guardians of the Galaxy, like the the with the big rod that destroys the planet when they were given the backstory on the um, the Infinity Stones, and we saw them in Endgame and Infinity War. Well, they came to Earth. And mess with humans. So you have the human race, you have the Eternals, and you have the Deviants. Now, I think they made 100 Eternals and 100 Deviants, um, which you had Zorus as their leader, which was commonly mistaken for Zeus, which was one of his kids, basically. Um, 
but you have this war between the deviants and the eternals and it, it drops down the numbers drop down and and what's really happening is they are tasked with protecting and overseeing all of humanity to protect the celestials experiment the celestials implanted in humans and this is why we have mutants in the uh marvel continuity is because they implanted something in the human genetics that if certain trauma or stresses or something awakens it, it will give mutation. So that is not just the X-Men. We're talking X-Men. We're talking Peter Parker. We're talking anybody that has any kind of mutation from something happening to uh, uh, Daredevil, the chemicals, it reacted and made a mutation. The Celestials wanted to basically create a super species that can protect itself because they're going to come back in uh what are they called hordes or host i think it's host they come back and host and they uh check on the planet and see if it's making adequate progress progress and at one point in time when there were a hundred eternals and deviants they had given into this war and they weren't watching humanity and the celestials came back and said if the eternals if you don't do your job and protect humanity we will just erase everything and start over again that includes you they went to atlantis where the it was the deviant's capital they sunk atlantis to the bottom of the sea and told them to leave the experiment alone or will you know end you as well and the celestials had to do this a couple of times because we have the Greek gods, Zeus, Hercules, within Marvel continuity. And then we also have uh, the um, Asgardian gods because we have Thor. Now, we had all these stories, and this is seen in Thor 1, where there's stories of the Bifrost, there's stories of Thor and Loki and and Odin, and they were real prevalent in Earth's history. But up until a certain point, they stopped coming to Earth or they stopped visiting Earth, as we know uh, from the movies, from the comics. And this was all because of the Celestials. When the Celestials came back and saw that Zeus was promiscuous with humans and Odin and Thor would be having battles or come to Earth and things like that would happen, they visited them and told them to leave the existence and the people of Earth alone because it's an experiment and they will end them as well because we know that the Eternals, uh, especially in this film, have been on Earth for 35,000 years. They've been alive since before, and I think before Odin and the Ancient One and all that, but they all know of each other. And that's because of the Celestials. Basically, the Celestials are keeping things at, in Earth at bay so their experiment can run. Now, one of the questions that everybody's asking right now is like, where were the Eternals during you know, Thanos? Yes, Thanos was born... Uh, with the other Eternals. Now, if we go back in history, the king of the Eternals, Zurus, him and his brother had a conflict, and so they stayed on Olympus, Olympia, and the other ones went to Saturn. That would be Titan. Now, Thanos was born. He had a twin brother that looked like an Eternal, and he was an Eternal with a deviant gene. That's why he was grotesque, and he has massive strength. Well, he gets in the conflict, ends up eradicating the whole planet. So now we see that basically Eternals are the best version of humanity. They're what humans should aspire to be, like gods. Deviants are demons, basically. They're the worst, and they're inherently bad. The Eternals are inherently good. So now that Thanos has given into his deviant genes, 
he killed everybody on the planet Titan and came to earth to overcome it. He, why didn't the Eternals, you know, step in to help? There have been storylines where an eternal named Sprite has erased their memories simply because, you know, Sprite is trapped in the body of a kid or always looking like a kid and they're eternal, they're immortal. So to be treated differently and not always be looked at as a child to erase everybody's memory. And there was some other stuff that goes into it, but the Eternals history was, is so crazy the the research I've done is amazing that this is going to set up everything. We know that Marvel's doing the fantastic four. Uh, we know blade, it can everything. Vampires are a mutation. Spider-Man's a mutation, but you know, Morbius's shit is the mutation that is set on Earth. Now I do know that after nineteen cycles, no matter if the the um experiment is successful or not, the population and the planet and shit is destroyed, and that ties into a whole uh celestial war that's going on and what the real reason they're doing all this shit for. So this is like, hey, I feel like the Silver Surfer movie's coming and Galactus that sets up that celestial it also sets up the fantastic four it sets up anything with the x-men um and i'm excited for it i i I am still going in blank but i'm excited because we have the black knight who has a troubled past i think um angelina jolie's character athena that is commonly referenced as athena i think she has a sordid past and i think cersei has a sordid past as well and and i don't know there's so much going on in gilgamesh it, it's going to be interesting they all have similar powers they can fly telepathy there, there's a deal called the unimind where they all come together and they're one cohesive consciousness so decisions can be made uh and it's a way to battle i think they battle the celestials with it so uh, i'm excited to to see that i'm excited to see what the eternal holds and uh and what they bring next uh let's head back over and check out this trailer this one also caught me by surprise um little known fact modok uh is on fucking hulu let me move this up so y'all can read it's on hulu that's crazy i did not know is on hulu there's 13 episodes i think and it is funny. Modoc is uh, voiced by Patton Oswald, and he is genius. He is basically, as you can see, uh, he's on the Shield helicarrier. There, you know, he's doing what he does. He's a villain, killing people, and that's back at his evil base. And then people are like, "Where does he go at night?" Like his henchmen are trying to figure out where he goes, what he does, and this is basically. A family comedy because it's Modoc at home with his family. He's going through a divorce, uh, and him and his wife are trying to co-parent. Uh, he's trying to get his kids on his side. As you can see, his daughter looks exactly like him, but his son looks like a normal human. It is just amazing. He is grimy. He is slimy. Uh, I have not watched an episode yet. I've been meaning to try to watch, uh, but there's just so much uh, that that I'm watching right now. And if you're following me on Twitter at really large underscore 5,000, I am live tweeting my experience with the anime full metal panic, not only just for my own edification, but also for my co-host, uh, Monica Robinson of a little bit of anime, because that's one of her favorite shows. And we talk about it so much on the show. I want to know more. So I've been diving into that, but 
stuff like that has kept me away from watching Modoc. But the series looks funny. It, it's a lot of comedy. I love Patton Oswalt. His jokes hit. He's very witty. He's uh, he's a nerd, so he brings so much to the character. And the same, he blew off somebody's arm. He's like, sorry, I thought this was everybody, you know, thought this coffee was for everyone. Boom. Humor. Amazing. Beautiful. It's Modoc. So those are the trailers I wanted to go into uh, first and foremost because I am very excited about the movie and about Modoc. I'm trying to think. I think I'm just going to, like, as soon as the show's over, go in there and, and buckle down on episode one. I got to just dive into it. Because it's, it, when I first saw it, it gave me moral, oral, robot, chicken, and Gumby type vibes, but Marvel specific. And anything that's comics, there's just like a certain vibe to it, especially for me. Um, Okay, let's go on. There are four or five more articles I want to hit real quick. So, I thought this was interesting. Um, Loki had to teach the crew Loki. So, Tom Hiddleston literally taught a Loki class to the writers of the new show. And I need to know where I can enroll. Because his portrayal of Loki, the trailers that we're getting, it's exposing more and more of Loki with the uh, time variant. Him and Owen Wilson are going to be amazing. I can't wait for June 9th to get here so I can dive back in on Disney+. Plus. But with so much history behind the character, the team behind Loki on Disney+, Plus um, had a lot to catch up on. And it has been stated that Loki picks up right after Loki, uh, the Avengers, in 2012. So uh, what they did is they called in Tom Hiddleston to come in and sit down with everybody and actually teach them what Loki's motivations are, how Loki would think at that time, especially when the Chitauri attack, what happened after that? He was just defeated for the first time. And also this is a place that he had to go in Avengers, uh, infinity war Endgame. whenever they, they lost the cosmic cube. He had to go back to that place and tell that story of what low, you know, what Loki was doing, where was he going? What was his first initiative? Was it to just get the cosmic cube and, and vanish to safety, or did he have places to go? And as we can see by Loki uh, that's coming out on Disney+, Plus, he went and caused all these uh, parallel universes or alternate timelines. Um, next bit of news, the Suicide Squad is finally being released in August, and fans cannot wait to see James Gunn's uh, deal. James Gunn's releasing all kinds of artwork. Uh, Dave DeSmolch, and I, I follow him on Instagram, he's releasing a whole bunch of pictures of him and Polka Dot Man, and so is Idris Elba. So uh, the movie is set to have a star-studded cast and promises hardcore action, but that's not all fans have to look forward to. In fact, James took to uh, Twitter today to tease the movie's soundtrack. Uh, so here comes a tweet from James Gunn. This is on May 29th. He says, so one of my favorite current music, uh, musical artists wrote and recorded a song for The Suicide Squad, and I feel like I'm standing um, so close to the pop classic that is burning my brain i've been singing it nonstop for a week can't wait to share it soon so as we know james gunn always likes surprises i can't wait when he gets back into guardians of the galaxy 3 to see what he he drops and then he followed that tweet with in all honesty it all uh, it actually feels to it actually features two of my favorite new artists who i've uh, professed love for in the past so if you go back to check 
tweets or whatever, you can probably figure it out. But I'm excited that you know, James Gunn is still doing that the soundtrack. Like I know people were asked him, is this movie going to be themed around soundtracks like Guardians of the Galaxy? And he confirmed yes, but to just hear it from himself. I volume one and two I have on vinyl. I love them. And so I'm excited to hear what kind of musical feel he gives to the Suicide Squad. Cause just from the trailer alone, it feels like the Suicide Squad. I'm 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 excited for it. I'm ready for it. So I can't wait to hear that that soundtrack. Now, a little bit of bad news. Marvel Studios delays two upcoming movies. Um but that's not bad because I got some good news on the back end of it about uh, Craven the Manhunter. Remind me, make sure I do not forget that. So Marvel's theatrical release slate continues to work out some of its wrinkles. Friday afternoon, the decision uh, makers at Walt Disney Studios opted to delay two of the House I, uh, of Ideas upcoming projects. Both of the delays were uh uh, data releases uh, reserved by the studio and had yet to be assigned actual movie, um, at least on the public-facing bias. The dates impacted included the studio's October 2022 date and November 2023 date. The movie that was going to debut on October 7, 2022 has now been pushed back nearly one full year and is now set to open in theaters October 6, 2023. Hmm. The November 2023 movie has been pushed back one week, though, uh, from November 3rd, 2023 to November 10th, uh, with the October date bumping back a whole year and keeping in the same month a frame uh, Marvel rarely ventures into when it comes to releases. Most will probably agree uh, that's reserved for um, Blade by Mahershala Ali. Now, I think that could possibly be it if they're trying to film on location for blade because i knew if you watch the featurette the vignette for uh falcon and the winter soldier it it told about how hard it was for anthony mackie and the crew to go to places they wanted to because of covid so i definitely see that stopping blade from coming out this year or not even this year but next year and pushing them back a little bit because i thought that they would go into filming like later this year and then then drop so um with spooky season ramping up right around then it's perfect it's a perfect release date for the season blah 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 um let's see so the november one what did they think the november one was I don't think it, it. I don't think the article said what they thought November was because it, it continues to talk about Blade and that title and how it's uh, like ta- walking a tightrope trying to figure out when movies are going to come out that haven't got time to actually start filming yet. Um, this is cool though. Uh, the brighter side of Marvel Comics, William Defoe is now added to the list of many characters coming back for Spider Man uh, No Way Home. So I think so far. Um, and it, it's not confirmed, it's, it's kind of teased, but reports say that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, um, Charlie Cox as Daredevil uh, are all coming back for a Spider-Man No Way Home because this is supposed to cross over and, and start to open up the Spider-Man Spider-Verse. So if William Defoe is coming back as Green Goblin, I, I welcome it. It's better than Franco. I did not like that Goblin, but I understood it. Uh, but yeah, William Defoe is just like over the top. He's crazy. So I'm excited about that. And last but not least, DC Comics 
uh, what is that? DCEU, the extended universe. They have their list of films. And so let's go ahead and dive into them because Marvel is making big waves. So DC is uh, slated to release August 6th this year, The Suicide Squad. Then The Batman is going to drop next year, March 4th, 2022. Uh, the status. Excuse me. The status is they are in post-production right now. And that one is directed by Matt Reeves. Now, I have heard so many good things that DC wants to do more films with The Rock. Black Adam is filming right now. The release date is July 29th, 2022. And I said they, I think they said they want to do up to six with him because there's so many stories you can tell. So if this one does really well, I like the feel of Shazam. If this one does well, I'm all for it. Uh, but we'll also have The Flash, which is filming right now. The release date is November 4th, 2022. Uh, also from DC, Aquaman 2, and it's in development, is supposed to release December 16th, 2022. Shazam! Fury of the Gods is supposed to drop June 2nd, 2023. It's in development right now. We have Wonder Woman 3 is in development. That's uh, to be announced. And then the Untitled Superman reboot is in development. Uh, Zatanna is in development. Blue Beetle is in development. Batgirls in development, Black Hawk is in development, which we covered in the episode, the untitled Jared Leto Joker movie, um, the untitled Joker and Harley Quinn movie are both in development, Supergirls in development, Nightwing is in development, uh, Justice League Dark is still in development, the untitled Superman uh, Man is still sequel, uh, they wanted to do another one, now... I mean, it was confirmed that it was in development, and now it's up in the air. Um, Deathstroke movie is trying to find a home because it might become an HBO Max. Uh, Lobo might be getting a movie, and that is it. So those are the three that might be getting films, but everything else, it looks like 2022 is booked, packed, tight with DC Comics films, which I'm excited for. I don't know where they're going to go with Wonder Woman 3. Uh, Aquaman 2, uh, did they recast Amber Heard? Did they not? Like, there's so much shit going around saying she lost the job, she got it back. I washed my hands of it. Matt Reeves, the Batman I'm excited for. The Suicide Squad I'm excited for. All the other titles that are in development, I think Joker and Harley Quinn would be a good one. Nightwing seems like it will be good, depending on where in the story you jump in. So I'm excited for these DC titles. Um... So let's do this. Before we round out with segment three, let's take another pause for the cause, and I'll be right back with episode 264 of The Elijah Bailey Show. Uh, the weather is warm. You're hanging out with your friends. There are nice cold beverages. And the only thing missing is a long rod. That's right. We're talking about fishing. The only way to relax is out on the water, with a drink in one hand and a pole in the other as your friends watch. If you want to learn how to enjoy the summer, then come on down to Pole Town today and pick you out a hard piece of wood and prepare to get that thing wet with your friends. It's a dangerous world out there. Super villains, giant mechs, and ninjas? And nothing between the giant foot of a Gundam and your car, except an insurance. We protect you and your property from the people out there protecting your way of life.
we are back now. Oh, did I put that up? You know what? I might not have. That might have been. Oh, maybe I did. Maybe I did. I, I'm always planning. All right. So it is time for the last segment of the show. Thank you guys for hanging in so much. We had so many comics to unpack for our uh, June comic releases for this month. And then we had a lot of shit because there was so much news to go into, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But now it's time to round things out. Your anime of the month is Boom Full Metal panic a uh, series of light novels written by shoji gota and illustrated by shiki dao uh, the series follows sasuke sagura a member of the covert anti-terrorist private military organization known as mithril mithril tasked with protecting kaname chidori a hot-headed japanese high school girl um the original, the initial release date was September eighteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Licensed by, uh, licensed and dubbed by the first season and the spinoff by ADV. Twenty four episode season. You can find it anywhere: Crunchyroll, VRV, Hulu, uh, Prime Video. Uh, the only place they're not they're not on Netflix. I don't think they're on uh, Funimation right now, but. I'm enjoying the show. There is some weird shit with the show. They just over-sexualize girls. But this first first three episodes, first four, it's a plane hijacking. And, I mean, shooting motherfuckers in the head. It's, like, crazy. And then Sasuke right there. You can see him right there. The boy's wearing black. He's 17, I think. He goes in. And he's just like taking him out with like a guy has a gun to his head. He roundhouse kicks the gun out. And the fight scene that they had was pretty for 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 some for the 90s. Pretty damn dope. Now, if you if you're following me on Twitter at really Elijah underscore 5000, you can see my live tweets with what I'll do is I'll film what I'm watching and talk talk behind it most of the time because i'm just shocked by what i'm seeing but yeah go check out some of the fight scenes and also um kimono miki rise up i've been watching amazing fucking fight scene between a a orc and a pro wrestler but i I digress uh let's go into manga of the month this one i am currently reading they are uh, let's go ahead and check and see how many chapters. Again, as you guys know, the place that you go is Viz Media. Viz Media today dropped uh, Black Clover to uh, chapter 294 and also One Piece uh, 1014. Phenomenal. But um, where is it? I read so many. Candy Flurries out. Where's Kaiju at? It got pushed back. There it is. Kaiju is 35 chapters deep right now. Also known in English as Monster Number 8. Kaiju Number 8 is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Naya Matsumoto. It has been serialized uh, for free on the Shonen Jump app. Again, I do it on Viz, but it's been serialized since July 2020, uh, and it is amazing. Kafka wants to clean up Kaiju, but not literally, with a sudden metamorphosis stand in his way of his dreams. Really, Kafka um, is this guy right here. And he is a kaiju maintenance man. So whenever the military comes in and kills kaiju, they clean him up. One day, opens his mouth, a, a kaiju flies in and transforms him into uh, kaiju number eight, that big bitch right there. And 
all he wants to do is be a part of the military. And that's actually him punching another kaiju. He wants to be a part of their military unit and help because he made a promise to a friend who is now a captain and she's fucking amazing. But he can't because he's holding this secret back. Like his natural ability, he's older in his 30s, he's out of shape. It's kind of he's missed the springtime of youth. But he's trying to do it, and it is amazing. 35 chapters really capture the imagination. There are backstories where humans and kaiju have kind of mixed DNA, or or the kaiju are able to uh, simulate humans and infiltrate, and there's a lot of people dying. So it's, it's Jujutsu Kaisen mixed with Bleach. Think of it that way. But Kaiju number eight is your manga of the month. Uh, so check those out. Full Metal Panic. Again, Hulu is where I'm watching it. But it's on VRV, Crunchyroll. That's your anime of the month. And Kaiju number eight is your manga of the month. I'm Elijah 5000. Thank you guys for joining me so much. Uh, we're here chilling out, relaxing, just having fun today for our comics episode. This is episode 265. And I'm loving the fact that Marvel and DC are representing Pride Month by putting out these Pride comics um, and trying to start something new and show their diversity. Uh, and the same thing with the Captain Americas, having Captain Americas of different uh, ethnic backgrounds and diversities is just amazing to see that kind of representation. So you can find some form, shape, or comic, or something, a story that clicks with you in comics. Just You just got to look. Marvel, Image, Dark Horse, even in manga that we're talking about. Dragon Ball Super has been amazing. Black Clover has been amazing. So, again, I'm Elijah 5000. Thank you for stopping by, checking out the show. Um, make sure to tap whatever the notification button is if you're if you're watching on youtube now if the show is already dropping you're watching on youtube click that button hit a heart show me some love follow subscribe share if you want to contribute financially back at the beginning of the show what i said stars on facebook uh and just follow on twitch but really come in let's create a fun community a place where we can come talk chill chat and have fun as we bullshit as we do and uh E-L-E. Everybody love everybody. I'm Elijah 5000. Remember, you can listen to the podcast on any platform that you listen to podcasts. That's Spotify, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Just type in the Elijah Bailey Show and we are there for you. If you like to watch the show every Sunday, 430, we're here streaming live. Twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000 or Facebook gaming. That's EJB Edgeby gaming go there and you can watch it live or the official elijah bailey show remember thursdays when the show drops so if you're listening to it you are waiting for thursday to tune in and listen to the podcast from god's own wood the show from black and studios t-e-b-s the elijah bailey show i'm elijah 5000 and i'll catch your ass in the next broadcast i'm out
Hey, what's up, everybody? Elijah 5000 here. Me and the Buckley appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week. Again, we drop every Thursday. If you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, go to Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly, and just subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast.